Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 9 o'clock. It's time for more 92.9 The Game Tonight as we get you caught up with all things Atlanta sports and beyond. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Final hour of the program here. Chris Thomas with you until 10 o'clock on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up on Justin Fields at 404-726-0929. We'll also premiere coming up in 20 minutes the turtle edition of the PM Power Ranking. Abe Gordon been holding it down, doing an edition the last couple of days. I wanted to dip my toe in the water, so we'll get that coming up. But right now, we got to head out to the wadeford.com hotline. You know, Caleb, I was thinking as we welcome in Caleb Johnson, Hawks reporter, for 99 the game. I got to get like a board in here in the studio and I got to get tallies going for every time we have a Hawks conversation that's positive or negative. And I got to see how many we have total by the end of the season. What do you think? I mean, Chris, I could tell you which uh, side of the board would have more tallies at the moment. And I don't <laughs> think, uh, I don't think the other side is going to be getting any tallies anytime soon. No. Especially with, the, uh, especially with the news that we learned today at practice. Yep, you led me right to it. Tell me what we know about uh, our big men being not uh, healthy right now. Yeah, so I guess the, the positive news is that Clint Capella is back. He is not on the injury report uh, after dealing with his adductor strain. However, he's going to be on a minutes restriction. Or, or at least that is what um, you know. Head coach Quinn Snyder had to say, and it was so funny. Like he, he was clearly trying to do the. I'm not trying to overspeak for the medical staff, and it's like, well, hey, guess what? We would love to hear from the medical staff. We would love to hear uh, updates because we get emails as media, and we're told in seven to ten days there will be an update on such and such player. And we don't hear about the update. Uh, and so what we've got is Clint Capella is back. He's on a minutes restriction. Onyeko Kongu is, quote, unquote, uh, out for the foreseeable future. Um, I, I think we had to expect it was going to be not a short-term sort of thing when we, uh, you know, he fractured his, his toe. Um, and that, uh, what I think it was the Chicago game uh, that he did so. And the Hawks are in a really awkward position, Chris, because 
um, not only did they decide not to make any moves at the trade deadline, they also held on to a two-way player in Trent Forrest, who is a very quality end-of-the-bench type of player. However, he's on a two-way contract, and he can only be active for 50 games. Well, guess how many games he's been active for? 50. So they can't play him in the NBA anymore, and they aren't sending him down to the G League. And so he's just straight up taking a roster spot right now. Uh, And so I I think I've been really surprised that we haven't heard um, him being released, quite honestly. And it's not because he's not a good player. It's because um, more mismanagement from this front office of, uh, you know, you've literally got a guy taking up a roster spot when you're going to have one center to play this weekend. And his name's Bruno Fernando. Uh, He didn't look, you know, particularly great the last time we saw him, but he was also coming off of dealing with some sickness that we seem to think is, you know, was the flu, but they didn't specifically lay that out. Uh, and yet uh, the backup center is, is Jalen Johnson. So yay for, uh, for roster construction as this Hawks team hits the final 27 games of the regular season. Okay. So with all that said, if it goes the way we all think it's going to go, um, when does the pivot happen and will will there be any public acknowledgement of it? And pivot meaning seeing what the youngsters have and working towards next year. You know, that's a that's a great question. Uh, I think it's one of those things that I was expecting to hear about. Um, honestly, heading into these final twenty seven games, uh, but I also am a, I'm I'm of the opinion, and based on the information that I've gathered, I don't know that head coach Quinn Snyder is looking to go in the same direction as the, as the front office. And I don't mean that necessarily they're um, at odds or anything like that necessarily. Uh, but just the simple fact of Quinn Snyder wants to win basketball games. Uh, he is not interested in, uh, you know, doing the, the, well, we're giving up on the season kind of deal because he realizes, Hey, they're the 10th seed. And technically, they could climb their way up to the sixth seed. Uh, That is technically where they could get if they decided to go on some really incredible stretches of wins. And so, yeah, technically, we could win the lottery too, Caleb. I guess technically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the thing, Chris. Is is so we're in uncharted territory, I should say, of a team that doesn't look particularly good, but also isn't out of it because. Uh, because of the play-in. And so Quinn's going to try to win games, but I feel like management is going to step in at some point and go, well, we need to get these young guys some time, uh, you know, with the with the big ball club. Because uh, Quinn Snyder spoke about A.J. Griffin today, and I honestly, I think Quinn looks at A.J. as like a, whoo, at least that's one less problem I got to deal with. Uh, just for the simple fact of A.J. is going to go play with the Skyhawks and he's going to get minutes. Uh, he was not looked at as being a regular part of this rotation. And I'm wondering what's going to happen with Kobe Bufkin because I think Kobe should get some run absolutely with this Hawks team for these final 27 games of the regular season uh, because I think he is going to be the backup point guard next year. And yet I don't know that that's going to happen because I don't know that Quinn Snyder necessarily sees that as the best way to win 
And so it kind of creates a bit of an awkward situation uh, the rest of the way that will be something to monitor. Talking with our buddy Caleb Johnson here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, so do you think in the offseason they adjust their asking price and get rid of DJ? Uh, they're going to have to. <laughs> I mean, I know point blank that, that David Griffin of the New Orleans Pelicans had a deal ready to go, and they were working towards something the day of the trade deadline. And apparently, from what I've been told through sources, is that uh, Griffin told Landry Fields, call me back when you've got a serious offer, and then got a call back and said, okay, well, we all know what you're doing here. You're just trying to recoup what you gave up for DeJounte Murray, and that's just not going to happen. I think the asking price is going to get more realistic for DeJounte in the offseason because I think that's not the only move that this team is going to make. You know, as as much as I love Clint Capella and I respect him as a person, and I do think he, he is a great rebounder and shot blocker and defender, uh, I think that is a position that they need to upgrade. And, you know, you could kind of look in a, in a couple of different places with this team uh, as far as, you know, they, they need to get cheaper in some places as well. So they need to hit on their draft picks. Uh, and so, yes, the asking price will for sure come down. They'll make that move because it'll also not be during the season. And I think other teams will be making moves. And that was part of the issue at this trade deadline is that the Hawks had become the hot button topic. And DeJounte Murray was the, the you know, big asset that everyone was discussing. And so the Hawks, you know, if they lost out on that, everyone would be making fun of them. And I don't think this front office wants that, quite honestly. I think they're trying to uh, not look as novice as they as they are, quite honestly. Is the obvious answer, it may be yes to this question, but everybody outside of Jalen and Trey could be moved. Yeah, I think I would add Bogey Bogdanovich to that uh, just because, there is, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just think there is something to his leadership in that locker room uh, and the fact that they're tied to him for multiple years uh, that just kind of makes him enticing of keeping around, and it's always good to have that veteran guy. You know, they, they brought in Wesley Matthews this season because I think they thought he was going to be that veteran, and as well as as much as he was helpful for – uh, this roster, I think part of what is effective with a good veteran is a guy who can not only talk to you, but also show up on the court as well. And and because of injuries and just because of age, quite honestly, that hasn't really been the case for Wesley Matthews. But yeah, I think Trey for sure, untouchable, Jalen Johnson, untouchable. And I would put Bogey Bogdanovich in there. As far as uh, everyone else, maybe you could put Onyeko Kongwu in that group just because he's young and once again he's under contract and that seems to be a thing that this Hawks team really likes uh, is is you know having guys under contract for multiple years uh, and then I think we'll start to see some of these younger guys because you got to think there's a lot of upside in a guy like Mo Gay uh, who is developing he's you know pretty new to the game and honestly I think we would have seen some of Mo Gay this season had he not dealt with injury uh, and so, you know, he's going to be a part now. of this. Yeah, exactly. And he's got size. Like, that's the thing. This team needs size so badly. 
and that's an area that they're going to have to absolutely upgrade in because you think about, you know, just real quick, if you look at what Utah had when Quinn Snyder was coaching the Utah Jazz, they had a lot of size. And so when, you know, when fans start looking at why is this team not good defensively, size has a, a big factor and why that's really not playing out uh, as well as I do think there are uh, some really talented players on this team that just don't necessarily mesh well when it comes to playing together. Ultimately, it comes down to wins and losses. Caleb and Quinn Snyder has not racked up a lot of W's. How much of the blame pie, so to speak, do you think he should get? Not what fans think he should get, but what do you think he should get? I think a very slim amount. Uh, I don't think he is blameless by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I spoke earlier on. Uh, I think uh, there there is something to uh, guys like Quinn Snyder, and, and I think Nate McMillan was very much like this as well. You know, they're used to coaching winning basketball teams or veteran basketball teams, and so they're not used to playing young guys. And so I think that is a flaw in, in Quinn's, you know, coaching tenure here in Atlanta is his, his hesitancy to play the young guys. That's just kind of, A, where the NBA is going in general, uh, and then, B, you know, if sure you want to develop these guys, uh, but if they're, if they're ready, then you need to put them out there and get them in game action. You know, this isn't necessarily rookie quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, and so, but I, I say all that to say, in high, you know, on the flip side of this is exactly what I was talking about just a minute ago. This was a poorly constructed team from the start. And I think we all kind of knew that, uh, essentially based on the fact of the biggest change was John Collins leaving this team, and you didn't know what you were going to get from Jalen Johnson. You've been obviously very much surprised and the fact of he is on the scene and he is very much, I, th- I think, Jalen Johnson, future all-star in this league as soon as next season. However, the rest of this team, uh, I just don't think was necessarily put together well. We've talked a lot about the fact that DeJounte Murray, as much as he is a very talented player, uh, would fit very much so with the ball in his hand as a traditional point guard, uh, because I do think he really struggles guarding uh, you know, those two guards elsewhere in the NBA, as much as he's also kind of a guy that uh, seems to play off of feel more than he does on coaching. And Quinn Snyder's system works well when you are following the game plan. Uh, and I don't know how many players on this roster outside of, I'd say, Trey Young, outside of Jalen Johnson, DeAndre Hunter, Sadiq Bay. Everyone else, if I'm quite honest, I don't know how well they follow a game plan or how much they like to play in the feel of the game. And uh, that's kind of where we've seen the flaws in the system. And uh, I just can't put too much on Quinn Snyder. But I also recognize he can't be blameless in this process because they're 29th defensively when it comes to defensive rating in the NBA. And he was a guy brought in supposed to fix that. Um, Now, was he given the best roster to do so? I don't think so, um, but he'll, you know, he's not going anywhere, and so we'll get another opportunity, quite honestly, next season to see uh, if they're able to fix this thing and if he can kind of right the ship. All right, Caleb, this one goes in the negative column. Hopefully next time we talk, we're talking about a couple <laughs> of nice wins to start the second half and some key performances. All right, my friend, enjoy your evening. Thanks. Yeah, have a good one, man. All right, Caleb Johnson there. All right, when we get back, let's do something a little fun, huh? We had a lot of 
A lot of clashing tonight. A lot of, a lot of battling back and forth on the phones. I love it, by the way. I could do. If you guys kept calling till one o'clock in the morning, I'd stay here with you all night long on Sports Radio 929 The Game. I love talking about the Falcons and their quarterback position in Justin Fields. We'll do that. 404-726-0929. But we're talking sub sandwiches, and we're talking sports video games. What do they have in common? I'll tell you next. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. More of your calls coming up to finish out the show at 404-726-0929. Well, we're going to do something fun here for the next couple of minutes on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris Thomas with you until the top of the hour. So our buddy Abe Gordon had an idea for a segment, and he said, hey, do you want me to make some imaging for this so you can do it too when you're hosting on the night shift? And I said, yes, absolutely, let's do it. So he's done a couple of these already, the PM Power Ranking, where we take one sports topic, one non-sports topic, and we rank them. Today we're doing sub sandwiches and video games. Why? Because today, <sighs> Orin, I'm going to have to fight the uh, tears back here. Uh, Quiznos, my beloved Quiznos that I've lived next to for three years, shuttered its doors today. I had one last hurrah, one last classic Italian sandwich. So in their honor, I am ranking the top five sub sandwich places of all time. And then video games, EA Sports, it's happening, people. It's in the game. College football, it's coming back. So I am ranking my top five college players that I grew up watching that shaped my love of the game and the video game. And Big O will participate as well. So without further ado, let's rank them. It's time for the PM Power Rankings on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What do you think we should start with, though? Sandwiches or video games? What are you feeling right now? What's your stomach feeling like right now? Oh, you know what? That's a good point. I am hungry. So, you know what? (laughs) We're going to go back and forth. So, I'll give my number five. Then, O will give his number five. We'll discuss and keep it moving. All right. I got to give the obligatory shout-out to this place at number five because by sheer quantity, I've had more of these subs than any other, and it's not particularly close. And at one time, it was the best value going in the game. And now they've completely ruined their business model. And I no longer eat food from there. And that would be 
Subway is my the, number five. The footlong cookies that they're doing now, I'm, I'm, I'm confused by that. I haven't tried. I haven't been to a Subway in a while because, again, when it was $5 for a footlong, it was the best value going. That same sandwich with the same level of ingredients, let's put it politely, for $11.99, I'm good. So my number five is going to hit a little bit close to home for you. Um, the Baja Chicken at Quiznos was one of my favorite sandwiches ever with the bacon and the barbecue sauce on wheat bread. Get it toasted. I I foot long with that one. Like I absolutely love the Baja Chicken. I haven't had a Baja Chicken in years. But if I could find a Quiznos, and if I was hungry, I would make sure I'd stop and get a Baja chicken. So that's my number five. You know what's funny? Baja chicken sandwich. My go-to when I didn't want a sandwich from there, I would get the Baja chicken in a salad. Really? Bang, bang. Okay. That okay. was fine. Because they'd give you the sauces on the side. Mm-hmm. So you could just dump them on in, mix it up. Oh, that was delicious. All right, number four, I'm going to go Quiznos. Since it is a day to celebrate and remember Quiznos, there's nothing like that toasted bread coming out of that oven with all the great options that they have. It was always a little bit more expensive than Subway, but you definitely got your bang for your buck, especially with that toasted bread, and they didn't skimp out on the meat and cheeses either. So for me, number four, got to go Quiznos. Okay. My number four, a little bit different. Uh, they do one particular sandwich that is sold at sub shops. They do it extremely well. So you got to head over to Pont City Market, hit up Fred's Meat and Bread. They do a Philly cheesesteak that probably it rivals ones that are up north in Philadelphia. So shout out to Fred's and uh, shout out to Fred's Meat and Bread and uh, the, the Philly cheesesteak at Fred's Meat and Bread. Now, I never had that. I'm going to have to go try it now. But I will say, oh, being from the Northeast, I am a little spoiled because I've had the real thing. You have. More than a few times. All right, number three. I think this one might be a little controversial, but I'm going to explain myself. I'm going to go Firehouse Subs. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they are the best sub to get if you're getting for a lot of people. They do the big package deals for subs. If you're having a Super Bowl party or you're having people over for a weekend, I used to get them, funny story, actually, when I was working back in New York City, I had a side hustle gig on the weekends, and they would order Firehouse Subs like twice a month. And they would bring them in for everybody to eat, and we got free lunch. And I always looked forward to it so much because I thought for bringing – when you order food for 30 people, that, you know what, better be fresh. It better be fresh, And they did a really, really good job. So I'm going to give a nod to the party platter at Firehouse Subs. Um, You kind of stole my thunder there a little bit, but not for the reasons that you said. I'm a Firehouse guy, too. So Firehouse for me is at number three. Um, they do a really good job of making sure there's enough meat on your sandwich to where you aren't hungry afterwards. So the whole idea of Firehouse for a hungry individual. So anytime you can fill a sandwich up with a lot of meat, I'm all for that one right there, yes. All right, we are ripping through the PM Power Rankings here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're doing sub sandwiches in honor of my dear Quiznos closing today in Midtown, as well as college sports video games. We're getting to that coming up. All right, rounding out the list here, getting to number two. You know, I got to do it, man after my own heart. Jersey Mike's. There you go. Absolutely love it. In terms of feeling like a true deli hoagie sandwich with the name obviously being Jersey Mike's, there's nothing like getting a classic Italian sub from there. It just feels like a slice of home for me, yo. Okay. 
Now, we don't have, I guess you would say, a lot of true New York sort of dailies or delicatessens and places like that around here. But if you want the kind of, I guess, closest authentic experience to it, I, I think in my estimation, uh, head over to Emory and hit up the General Muir. They make their own bread. Ooh. Yeah. Their sandwiches are ridiculous. And if you feel a little bit spicy, they do a double stack burger. You can put pastrami on. Absolutely delicious. I am sold. I am sold. All right. Number one. This is a place that I'd never had until I moved to the great city of Atlanta and the great state of Georgia. Because they don't exist up north. The Buffalo Chicken Hero from Witch Witch. That thing is absolutely, literally, pun intended, fire. (laughs) If you want a great sandwich, it just... Everything about it. I, I don't know what it is or what they're using over there, but that sandwich. And they have the interesting way that you order where you go in and you get a brown paper bag and you fill out your ingredients and then they use that to put the sandwich in. I was a little thrown off by that at first, but, man, that sandwich, that is my favorite sub. My number one, there's a reason why anytime you go to this place, the sandwich line is seven, eight deep. And it's not necessarily because they take a while to prepare. Just that many people want sandwiches. Publix. Shout out to the pub sub. Uh, of course. Shout out to the chicken tender sub at Publix. When you want a good sandwich, good value, good food, fresh ingredients, head to Publix. They will hook you up. Yeah, that would definitely be an honorable mention for me. Pub sub is great. Um, all right. College players that shaped your love for the game and video games when you were growing up. Why are we talking about that? Because EA Sports College Football is coming back, baby. My number five, Lendale White. Oh, Lendale was special. Oh, man. 6'1", 240. That, that, that uh, game with Texas may be represented multiple times in my list as a teaser. Uh, that was the pinnacle of my college football formation. I'll never forget watching that championship game in my living room and just being in awe of all the talent. And then that was the first time, oh, I really followed guys to the NFL. Okay. So that was really special to me. So number five, Lendale White. My number five, I'm going to go back a little bit further. Uh, at one point was the all-time leading rusher in Division One, 1A football, University of Texas running back Ricky Williams. Uh, like running backs weren't supposed to kind of look like just – Huge and fast at the same time. And then you had the dreads coming out the back, too, which looked kind of cool in the Texas and the, and the helmet and whatnot. Uh, didn't necessarily have the greatest success in the NFL, but did manage to salvage a pretty decent career while playing. So, yeah, mine was uh, Ricky down there in Texas. He is an interesting cat, man. Very much if so, If you yes. keep up with what he's doing today, he's leading a life. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Uh, my number four, a guy I thought was going to be – Maybe the greatest defensive end that I ever saw play. He had a good career. Not Hall of Fame worthy, and I wouldn't even say great, but he was a damn good football player. And he was just a menace and a massive human being. That would be Brian Arakpo. That guy in college looked like a man amongst boys. That was the first time I ever really saw a guy really take a game over in college for a major program. Number four for me, Brian Arakpo. Mine is uh, my number four is a little bit later on, but um, defensive end in the same vein too. Uh, played at North Carolina, was kind of one of those original uh, like Bruce Feldman does his freaks list. This guy was one of the original freaks, I guess. Uh, I know was exactly a six where you're man going. The, uh, six man on the basketball team, oh, yeah. and then uh, just 
had ridiculous dimensions out there on the football field. Very large human being. Extremely large. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers was a man amongst boys at Carolina on the football field and on the basketball court. So, yeah, Julius Peppers is my number four. All right. Talking about a guy here. For me, this guy represented all the fun in college football. He had a dynamic duo with his backfield partner, and they made the games every single week. It was a dial of score and really, really shaped some of my college football fandom watching his team play every weekend, and that is Pat White coming in at number and three Steve for Slayton, me. Him and Steve and, uh, Slayton. Owen Schmidt, the fullback. Owen Schmidt, the fullback who would hit his head with his helmet and have that big I remember Owen sword. very well because in the Sugar Bowl that year, it was uh, 2006, Owen Schmidt had a fake punt that they ran back in. West Virginia ran up a huge lead against uh, UGA that game, and UGA could not come back and win that one. So, yeah. Great tandem there. Number three. All right, my number three. Uh, in a time in college football where it, was, um, it wasn't as uncommon to see this offense run, it still was a little bit weird for me to see it run. But he arguably is probably the best option quarterback in college football history. That's Tommy Frazier. You talk about a bad man, a bad man with the football in his hands. Uh, I remember was the uh, was it the Orange Bowl, uh, Nebraska and Florida, and uh, Nebraska ran up sixty something points on them and had just taken the ball all the way to like the Florida three or four yard line and just sat on it at the end of the game. But Tommy Frazier was different, man. Just a different cat with the ball. In his that's hands. one of those names. Like that's one of those names. Whenever you bring it up in discussion with your boys, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, that. it's an instant trigger of a memory from a game in college football. That's a good one. My number two, this guy was interesting because it was the first time I ever really watched an offense not revolve around a quarterback. And I really love the way this guy plays. And now he's coaching the same way, and I wish him nothing but the best. And that is former Michigan running back Mike Hart at okay. number two. Uh, my number two, also a running back, also from the Big Ten. Size-wise, a little bit different than Mike Hart. Uh, this guy was built like, I can't even tell you what he was built like, but he was just built different. Won the Heisman in 99, beating out Joe Hamilton. Ron Dane, you ah, talk about a cat a that one. was like fun to watch. Yeah. And that offense, too, at Wisconsin, when they ran the football 70 times a game, and Ron Dane was just trucking cats over and over again. My number one, simply put, he's the best college football player as I was growing up in my era that I saw shape the game. He's had a somewhat controversial career since, but he's doing his thing now in the media game, and that is Reggie Bush. He's the best college football player I ever saw, period. So he's my number one. Reggie was special, like legitimately. And it's just it's tough because, like, college football, no. There's athletes, so there's good athletes, but Reggie just managed to be different than every single person out there on the field. The best athlete on the field of athletes. Um, I am going to take it back a little bit further with mine. Uh, shout out to this dude, uh, one of the original sort of dual threat quarterbacks in college football, won the Heisman. Uh, yeah, not, I just can't say enough about him. Charlie Ward. Yeah. There we go, Charlie. Charlie, I, was, I grew up, you know, as a Georgia kid, and – but just watching Charlie because they put the FSU games on, like, ABC every Saturday afternoon. So, like, that dude is just different, man. Just different. We actually had him on the show, I think, probably about a year and a half ago. 
he was uh, always a really fun guy to talk to as well. All right. Oh, great job. This was fun. Something we will definitely do again as we implement the show and go on in the coming weeks here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right. When we come back, 404-726-0929. If you didn't get in on the Justin Fields conversation, what do you think? I was not a fan of what he had to say yesterday. I thought it was petty and I thought it was immature and not something that I want to see from a leader. I know a lot of you disagree. If you didn't get in, we can talk about it. 404-726-0929. I would take Kirk Cousins over him in a heartbeat, and I've listed out all the reasons. I'll go over them again when we get back. And we'll try to squeeze in a producer six-pack as well, depending on how many of y'all want to come in and talk to yours truly. 404-726-0929. Chris Thomas hanging out with you for another 25 minutes. Sports Radio, 99 The Game, Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Last chance for romance here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You know what, oh, I completely forgot. I had something I wanted the audience to hear before that we haven't gotten the chance to get to. And I know a lot of you guys and gals out there have disagreed with me on my opinion about Justin Fields. So, okay, that's fine. You don't have to agree with me. But how about a guy that covers the team professionally? In just a second, I'm going to let you hear from uh, Mr. Finley, who was on Dukes and Bell, Earlier, Patrick Finley covers the team for the Chicago Sun-Times, and he was talking about Justin Fields and what he represents for the city, what he represents for the team and the fan base, and how he's handled his time in Chicago so far. And I thought he did a really good job of breaking it down in an unbiased way. So if you guys feel like, if I feel like some of y'all have a bias for Justin Fields and some of y'all feel like I have a bias against Justin Fields, Maybe this can help split the difference. Oh, is it ready to go? All right, let's see what we got. This is Patrick Finley talking about the Bears. I don't think it was playing completely to Justin's skill set, but I, I, I do think that at some point, uh, Justin needed to probably earn a little bit more trust uh, when it comes to throwing the ball. He, he improved last year, uh, but you know, you're looking at Luke Gessie's first year. Justin's got a pretty awful set of receivers around him uh, and a pretty bad football team. So it's not all yes. on him, but, but he right. never really uh, was a, the kind of elite passer that you should build an offense 
uh, around. Now, when, when they switched midway through uh, Justin's second season, when they switched to an offense that allowed Justin to run the football uh, on design quarterback runs, uh, they did that on Monday Night Football two years ago in New England. Now, boy, that took off, and that's something that, that, that I think you can make a lot of hay out of uh, if you were willing to live with you know, the fact that you know, the passing element there just isn't exactly what you need. So, okay, let's break that down a little bit. He's basically saying that he's not sure if Justin Fields, even if he's put into a new system, is ready to rock and roll as a deep threat, dual threat quarterback that can make it happen. And is that a risk you're willing to take, Atlanta Falcons fans, when you need to get the right guy in here right now? I just think that's such a tough ask to ask Justin Fields to come in here and in year one just be a superstar. I mean, you got to have such faith and such belief in this guy that has shown flashes to turn over the keys to the franchise to and say, here you go, buddy. You're going to work with a rookie offensive coordinator and say, hey, go make chicken salad out of you-know-what. So that's the problem. And then on top of it, there's the money because he's not coming here on the cheap. He's not coming here for a hometown discount. I want you to hear Justin Fields himself because this is where we started the show, so we might as well end the show here as well. Oren, let's play Cut 34 again for the people one more time. This was yesterday on the 33rd team. He was talking with the St. Brown brothers, and he said this is why he unfollowed the Bears on IG. I mean, what's we're not the, comparing. No, 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 no. Since we're here. All right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like, why, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them. Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields. to the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. All right. Oren, you've heard me wax poetic about this for two hours and 45 minutes. You've heard the callers dispute with me for two hours and 45 minutes. Where do you fall on this? Where do you fall on what Justin Fields said yesterday? Is it not a big deal or is it a big deal, those comments about unfollowing the Bears on social media? Where do you stand? I thought his words were a bit hollow in terms of not wanting to see all that on his timeline because there's still quite a bit of football he follows that's going to show up on his timeline now. It seems a bit, in this day and age, like it's the petty thing to do when you want to show a team you're unhappy with them. It like, is oh. petty, though, right? You agree you delete with me? All, yeah, you delete yeah. all your photos. You change your bio, and it doesn't say Chicago Bears quarterback anymore. It just says, it just says NFL Justin, quarterback. Justin Fields, Athens, Georgia. So, like, there's a way just... now to kind of be passive-aggressive and show teams that, all right, well, I'll just let you guys know I'm unhappy with you, and then – 
the worst thing I think that happens after that is people make assumptions as to well, why he, why did he do that, and that's what that's what that person wants to have happen. They want everyone to assume why, but at the same time, they're never going to tell you directly the I guess the the real reason why they did it. So kind of sounds like the definition of petty, if you ask me. It's very petty. It's very petty. It's, but it's, it's it's. This is the age that we live in now with social media. Before, you well, know, hang on, because I'm glad you said that. Because like three or four other people said that too. Does that make it right? I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just that this is what the players now have at their the power they have at their disposal to let the largest amount of people know in the shortest amount of time that they're not happy with something that's going on. And But here's here's the rub, though, right? Actions have consequences. Oh, absolutely they have consequences. Actions have consequences. So when Justin Fields makes a conscious effort to go on his Instagram, go to the Bears, click on their profile page, and hit on follow, that's a calculated decision. He didn't do that you know, to try to remove a side chick. He did that because he wanted to send a message, as Oren just said. You don't do that unless you have a plan, unless you are in a situation where you want to send a message. And what happens when you send that message, for better or for worse, again, it's just 2024, but actions have consequences, is people go on your Twitter page and they find out the Twitter slews. They go out there, and they find out what the heck you're doing, and you get exposed. And he got exposed, and then he was asked about it, and his reasoning to me was whack. It wasn't good. It wasn't well-prepared. It wasn't well-thought-out. It was a situation where now he needs to clean up his own mess. Oh, if I told you that that guy was going to come to the Falcons to be the next QB1, would it make you even 1% hesitant? Or, or am I doing too much on that? I don't think you're doing too much, but I also think that he's setting himself up for this thing to be – Justin, he didn't put his foot in his mouth when he had the comment earlier in the season about the offensive coordinator, but after he said it, he went back and clarified what he said. This this gets resolved the cleanest if he is not a member of the Bears next year. So it's almost like he's he's doing this in a way like I, I, I can kind of just wipe my hands clean of all this. It's the cleanest break possible. I'll unfollow this team on Instagram, and then this team will trade me, and then I don't have to worry about answering any more questions about but, them. They don't have to answer any more questions about me. You know what's we're, funny about that is – you know the cliche about being a journalist, journalist, and not making yourself the story? He just did that. That's exactly what he just did. Nobody would be digging in like this and questioning what your reasoning is and questioning your decision-making and questioning your maturity and questioning your leadership if you didn't do this. You didn't have to do it. Kyler Murray at the time didn't have to do it. By the way, oh, is that the company you want to keep? You want to be mentioned in the same breath as Kyler Murray in his video game playing, you know what? There is kind of a uh, a silver, well, I don't want to say silver lining, but a 
Listen, if Justin ends up getting traded here and the Falcons finish 10-7 and seven next year and host a home playoff game and end up advancing to, like, just they win, they win, they win two playoff games next year. They win a playoff game next year. This is all forgotten. This is all forgotten, absolutely all forgotten. If, by chance, Justin Fields does end up here next year and it does not go the way that anybody wants it to go, and he starts off slow and, then, and and everything just looks bad and the fumbles, then this is going to pop back up again. Like, hey, you remember when he did this in the offseason? So do you think, because I do, that this is strike two? The, calling out the offensive coordinator was strike one. Is this strike two? No, not yet, because I still think that if – it goes well for him in Atlanta or whatever team he ends up with. It gets erased. It, it gets erased. This is sort of one of those things like it's Julio Jones did this when he was here. He deleted at one point to to show he wasn't happy with his contract situation. He deleted every Falcons photo from his social media. And it was uh or what it was what was it last year with Trey? Uh Trey deleted yeah, Trey. all the Hawks photos. And then and everybody just, said, Oh, he does that every year. Yeah, it was the, the it was the year the yearly, in purge. The yearly cleanse of the timeline. You know what? So, I think if he does it again this year, you know what people are gonna do? The exact same thing they did this year, Oren. They're gonna do the exact same thing. They're gonna read too much into it. We're gonna have conversations like this again because it's gonna be all over social media and all over the radio and TV because these things matter. This is how you show emotion in 2024. But this is the first time since last offseason where Trey deleted all those photos. And I think I've brought this back up because despite the Hawks' record this year. Trey's played his butt off. Yeah, he has. So it's almost like, well, he had what he did over the offseason and all that stuff kind of happened, but he's not shooting horribly. Like, if it was if it was poor play, it would be. But, 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 let me ask you this. Is he playing for the team or is he playing for himself? I think that's the question you need to ask there. Is he playing for the team or is he playing for himself? Because I can't be sold. And it's not about him, by the way. It's about the team being awful mm-hmm. and what that could potentially result in for him down the line. So is his mindset, I'm going to be a bull every night because I want to make sure that if and when this thing collapses in on my head, I'm ready to dart with my best foot forward? Or is he saying, I'm doing everything in my power, given 110% every night to try to make this team make the playoffs. That's why I think this is a, a wait-and-see situation with Justin. The same thing with Trey. Like you said, if Trey, if this thing falls apart and Trey's like, all right, well, send me to L.A. or send me someplace else. I don't want to be here anymore. If it's Justin doing this right now and he's a model citizen during the season and does everything he's supposed to do on and off the field and – and the Falcons go out there and they win ball games like they were supposed to win ball games this year, then I have zero problem with it whatsoever. Zero problem with it whatsoever. Time will tell. All right, oh, great job. I know we didn't get to your six-pack tonight. Save that for next time because I'm on again with you next week. Great job by you. Great job by the callers. Listen, as I close it out here for the night, I disagreed with a lot of you tonight, but that is perfectly fine. That's what makes Sports Talk Radio fun, and I love – 
the passion. As long as you bring passion, I'm bringing passion. And that's what we'll keep doing on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game tonight. Every single time I'm on with you guys, I got a couple shows next week, and I got a show for you on Sunday. And I'll be with my guy, Jersey Mike, who's getting a little run here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. That'll be a fun show because I love chatting with Mike. We've actually become pretty good friends over the last year or so because he is my ride to a lot of events here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game that we do with Dukes and Bell. He got that big old station truck, and he picks me up. And we have a lot of good conversations on our rides out to places like Flowery Branch. All right, I'm back with you guys on Sunday with Jersey Mike. You guys stay there and enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you so much for listening. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 